From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Well, as the television program says, Jack's back. And so's Graham. Hi, I'm Graham, VK4BB. It is the WIA National News for week commencing August 4, 2013. The Australian Communications and Media Authority have found that mostly the source of rogue signals that make some car remote locks useless are traced to a faulty continually transmitting electronic device. For about a month now, motorists have had trouble locking or unlocking their cars, which also involves the vehicle immobiliser when in a part of Sydney, and strangely it happens only during business hours. While the ACMA are unable to immediately put a stop to the rogue signal, the hunt continues. Maybe the interference time is a clue, with checks on shop entry sensors and anything operated by wireless, including doorbells, fans and even possibly weather stations. Contesters versus the others. On many weekends, somewhere in the world, there's a contest going on involving gathering of numbers or exchanges busily engaged in that activity. VK3PC Jim Linton reminds us that one thing a contester should not do is deliberately break into any non-contest QSO and demand stations give them an exchange or number. This is particularly true when a clash occurs like this month, which is both the WIA Remembrance Day contest and the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. In most instances, lighthouses are happy to give out contest numbers and generally one activity helps the other. However, there are a few who won't conform to this accepted practice. The rules of radio etiquette are that nobody, nor an activity, owns a frequency or band. Care is recommended, particularly on 80 metres Saturday night when the local lighthouses are trying to contact each other. One of these many lighthouses taking part worldwide actually is in the middle of Australia. Now, VK is known as a very big island nation, At its geographic centre, 1,500 kilometres from the coast, is Alice Springs, which hosts the famous Henley-on-Todd boat regatta each August, albeit on a usually dry riverbed. Greg Mayer, VK8GM, explains that with the help of the Henley-on-Todd team, a lighthouse has been built to promote the spirit of amateur radio and lighthouses. The Alice Springs Lighthouse is joining hundreds of others around the world this year, and it's certain to attract the attention of local, national and international news media. Online retailer Kogan has noticed an increasing trend, and I think one that almost everybody will relate to, that when that annoying iPhone or Android default ringtone goes off, nearly half the room reaches for their pockets or handbags, thinking it's their phone ringing. Basically, many people aren't changing their default ringtone, and it's causing mayhem in public. To confirm this, Kogan did a huge survey, 11,000 Australians, and found that more than one in three do not change their ringtones. So last Wednesday was Australia's first Change Your Ringtone Day and Kogan urged all Aussies to take a few minutes to change it. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au Hello, this is Peter Hartfield, VK3PH from the WIA Publications Committee. This year I've taken on the responsibility for production of the 2014 call book. It's your call book, and I would like to ensure that the content is as up-to-date and as accurate as possible. To ensure this is the case, can all club coordinators please check your club details on the WIA website. If your club details are correct, that's great. If not, please log in and update your club details with the correct information. 
This will ensure that the latest, most up-to-date details are published when the data is extracted from the WIA website for the core book. This extract will be taken at the end of August, therefore you have until then to ensure the latest details are published. If you have forgotten how to update your club details on the WIA website, please contact the National Office for help. If you have any other feedback or comments about the core book, please contact us at callbook at wia.org.au or the National Office on 03 9729 0400. Of course, if you have any issues with the call sign data, please contact the ACMA direct. This is Peter, VK3PH. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service, relayed in South East Queensland on 146.700 and 146.950 MHz repeaters at 9am. I'm Bryn, VK4GF. VK1WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Good morning, this is Andrew, VK1DA, with some news about summits on the air. The VK1 Soda Association is organising a simultaneous activation of as many summits as possible on Sunday the 11th of August. Operators on 2 metres FM and 40 metres SSB will find a sudden increase in activity that morning in VK1. For more information about SOTA, see sota.org.uk and join the SOTA Australia on group on Yahoo Groups to keep up with the SOTA scene in Australia. Thanks, Andrew. Now we continue with a whip around Australia and in VK2, it's the Facebook group for SARC. Frank, VK2FRNK, has established a Facebook group for the club. Facebook groups are different to pages as they are more like forums where members can discuss and post ideas, etc. They can also post pics and files, so it's a great way to integrate activity. He's going to put a few files up and likes all the members to go and have a look. And in fact, anybody that would like to see how it's done, just Google for the Facebook group, Sark. In VK3, Amateur Radio Victoria's Foundation class. Do you know somebody, perhaps a family member, a neighbour, a person at work or a friend who'd make a good radio amateur? Then tell them about the Foundation Licence Quality Training Weekend to be held August 24-25 at the well-equipped and conveniently located 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. To enrol, contact the Education Team Leader, Barry Robertson, Victor Kilo 3, Popper Victor. Now, you'll find that at the addresses in the text edition of this week's Amateur Radio, and that is on wia.org.au, and just look up the National News Broadcast. If it's easier, write this number down, 0428 516 001. And up north, Townsville exam sessions in the North Queensland region are held on demand with WIA assessors and assessment packs available for all three levels of licensing. Here you contact the TARC WIA exams coordinator, Ray Victor Kilo 4 NET. His telephone number, 4723 4351. And back down south to Reist if you're interested in undertaking some training or assessment, be it foundation standard or advanced, then learning, learning organiser Red Jemmet, Victor Kilo 7 Kilo Kilo, would love to hear from you. His telephone number, 0417 391 607. And a reminder that copies of the Foundation Licence Manual, your entry into amateur radio, can be obtained around Hobart from the Clayton Reading, that's VK7ZCR's Caltech service station, on the corner of Main Road and Amy Street, Moona, just $25.
Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Northern Rivers, it can be heard on VK2RSC, 146.8 MHz at 9am Sundays. I'm Frank, VK2FRNK. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Silent Key. Operator in charge of Pitcairn Radio Zulu Papa Bravo and amateur radio operator Zulu Papa 6 Tango Charlie slash Victor Radio 6 Tango Charlie Tom Christian, long-time famous ham from Pitcairn Island, who probably gave most of us that new one, has passed away peacefully on July the 7th. Tom's wife, Victor Papa 6 Yankee Lima slash Victor Radio 6 Yankee Lima Betty Christian says his health deteriorated all too quickly and the last few months were especially cruel. Tom was buried July the 8th in the cemetery on Pitcairn. Sadly, lack of available transportation prevented most of Tom and Betty's children making it back for the funeral. Tom was known as the voice of Pitcairn, was a member of the British Empire and served on the Pitcairn Island Council as the governor's representative for 40 years. Yasmi supports developer of ViewProp. The board of directors of the Yasmi Foundation is pleased to announce that it has made a grant to support further development of ViewProp, a new utility for propagation visualisation developed by Rick Kiesig, Zulu Lima 2, Hotel Alpha Mike. ViewProp integrates information from the reverse beacon and worldwide spotting networks with station location information from QRZ.com and mapping through DX Atlas. The result is a real-time, worldwide view of amateur radio signals and operations. ViewProp also supports a playback function to review historical data and provides the user with a number of options to configure both the input data stream and the way in which the information is displayed. Three ham radio heroes do state proud. The Hindu newspaper reports on three radio amateurs who have been recognised for their efforts in the Uttarakhand flood relief operations. The three are reported to be Garish, Victor Uniform 3 Golf Delta Sierra, Viswash, Victor Uniform 3 Hotel Victor Delta and Rahul, Victor Uniform 3 Hotel Bravo Tango. SARL to take the next step in 5 MHz propagation research. The SARL will activate a beacon on 5250 kHz by the end of August. One of the HF transmitters at the NARC will be programmed to send signals at regular intervals and radio amateurs who have relevant software will be able to record these signals automatically on their computers. The software that will be used is ALE, which is a complex communication standard, also known as MIL standard 188-141, and the USA Government Standard, FED Standard 1045. In the past, usage was limited to expensive military and commercial equipment with built-in ALE controllers. Fortunately, all of that has changed with the development of software that runs on a PC and makes use of the sound card. ALE is now in regular use by radio amateurs all over the world. ARRL CEO Dave Sumner, Kilo 1 Zulu Zulu on Spectrum Pressure. Spectrum Pressure is the title of an editorial appearing in the August issue of QST magazine, one that details the reasons that ham radio must remain vigilant as pressure grows to make more spectrum available to other services. 
Unlike other articles and news stories we've seen on this topic, this is not a piece meant to convince the reader that the sky's falling. Rather, it's an honest and easy-to-understand look at the needs of wireless communications in the years that lie ahead. As many scholars say, knowledge and understanding are always the first line of defence. Second International Youth Meeting, Frederick Scharfen. IARU Region 1 reports that the second International Youth Meeting was held on Saturday, June 29th. The event featured several lectures, including one by Tommy de Grand, Oscar Norway 2, Tango Delta. He is the Belgian Youth Coordinator of that nation's National Amateur Radio Society, the UBA. He spoke about youth activities in Belgium. Other presenters included Remco Welling, Papa Echo 1, Mike Echo Whiskey, who serves as the Scouting Jamboree on the Air Coordinator in the Netherlands, and Mari Nikila. Oscar Hotel 2, Fox Papa Kilo, who is the Finnish Amateur Radio Youth Coordinator. Western Electric and the 300B Triode Return The Western Electric name has been resurrected for a new vacuum tube manufacturing venture in the United States. With its headquarters in Rossville, Georgia, operations will make vacuum tubes mainly for use in high-end audio components. While tubes, or valves as they're known in Europe, were once the mainstay of the world's electronics, they were eventually supplanted by transistors and integrated circuits. Soon afterwards, most United States-based manufacturers deserted the manufacture of tubes and followed the solid-state trend. In recent years, vacuum tube manufacturing has become the domain of specialty companies, mainly in Russia and China. But even they only manufacture the most popular tubes, like the venerable 12AX7 and the 6L6. These are used in high-end specialty audiophile gear and portable amplifiers preferred by some musicians. The new incarnation of Western Electric is headed by Charles G. Whitener, Jr. Initially, it will sell only a handful of different tube types that are exact reproductions of Western Electric's classics, such as the 300B. The latter was a power triode audio output tube that was originally designed to be used in movie theater sound installations. You can read the entire story of the return of Western Electric Tube Manufacturing on the web at tinyurl.com forward slash western dash electric dash lives. News, talk and radio sport here with VK1 WIA. Fast approaching is the RD contest on the 17th and 18th of August. The 24-hour contest starts at 0300 Zulu or 1pm Eastern Standard Time. This will give you two half days of contesting and two half days doing what you like. Remember to team up with your mates and email me your team name and members prior to the start of the contest. Receiving your log is most important as it adds to your state total. If you have problems sending your log, please don't hesitate to call or email me so I can help you out with it. Also, have a look at the logging examples for portable and interstate operators as shown on the WA Remembrance Day website. Correct logging will make it easier for the Cabrillo checker and won't score zero points when logged in correctly. For example, one may log VK4XX-M1 for mobile in VK1, but really it's VK4XX portable in England, and England scores zero points. The International Lighthouse Weekend will be sharing the bands with us and in the true spirit of amateur radio, it's great to see that some of these stations are participating in the RD as well as the Lighthouse Weekend. I've also been informed that some ILLW stations will not be giving out numbers for the RD as they wish to remain 100% Lighthouse. 
So remember your etiquette and have a great time in the Remembrance Day contest. This is Alan, VK4SN, Remembrance Day contest manager. Thanks, Alan, VK4SN. Continuing on from the Remembrance Day contest and operational news, it's the Alara contest, August 24 and 25. Then the next big WA contest we are informed of is not until May next year, 2014. Harry Angel Memorial Sprint happens May 3. You're listening to BK1 WIA and the National News Service. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. And the Colvin Award grants have been announced. Yes, AWL has announced they have made Colvin Award grants to help support three upcoming de-expeditions. Recipients are the K9W Wake Atoll, T33A Banaba Island and FT5ZM Amsterdam Island de-expeditions. The K9WD expedition is scheduled for September-October 2013, the T33A expedition for November 2013 and the FT5ZMD expedition for January-February 2014. VK3ANR 50 for Club Anniversary The Geelong Radio and Electronics Society celebrates its 50 years with a special call sign VK3ANR50 and QSL car between August 25-31. to 31. Founded in 1963, its celebration will be at the well-equipped club rooms, 237A High Street, Belmont. The group of enthusiasts is active in amateur radio, computers and electronics. VK3 ANR50 will be on air seven days using HF, VHF, UHF as well as IRLP nodes around the world. TN5MS Four operators will be on the air as TN5MS from the Congo September 28th through October 11. They will be active on the HF bands. QSL via PA3AWW, either direct or logbook of the world. British Railways Amateur Radio Society GX4LMR over the rest of the year will be marking the 45th anniversary of the end of steam on the British Railways network. This will be taking place thanks to BRARS member Mark Proctor who will be transmitting from his home QDH near Preston, which was the very last bastion of steam in August 1968. Obviously a very special QSL card has been produced for this event. VG6 Yap Island, September the 8th to the 15th on 40 through 10 minutes using CW only. QSL via PG5M. EA4GBA is operational as C91GBA from Mozambique until December the 15th. Activity will be on all HF bands using SSB with 100 watts into a dipole. QSL direct via EA4GBA. TU5DF is on the air from the Ivory Coast until October. TU5DF operations are 40 through 6 metres using CW with some SSB and PSK31. QSL to his home call F5SWB. UK EU FIS announces a new award. The FIS Spectrum Award will be issued for working 100 different FIS members on any one band. That is, all QSOs listed in the log must be on the same band. The award start date is 1 July 2013. All logged QSOs must be made on or after the start date. Spectrum Award endorsements available for 100 FIST member contacts made on additional bands, other than the original band the award is issued for. An award certificate will be issued for the first log of 100 contacts on the same band. For each log submitted thereafter, endorsement stickers for the appropriate band will be issued. This endorsement sticker may be attached to the original certificate. 
Intruder Watch, Enforcement Zone. Broadcast transmitter creates spurs an aviation band in New Zealand. A recent investigation of interference to communications between pilots and the control tower of aircraft approaching Auckland Airport in New Zealand highlights the risk of unintended signals being generated as an unwanted side effect of radio broadcasting. When found, the problem proved to be an unwanted spurious emission from an FM broadcast transmitter in a community to the north of Auckland. The problem was quickly repaired by the broadcaster. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Thanks, Felix. And another item of intruder interest came in this week. This one from listener Adrian Penn, Victor Kilo 2, Victor Hotel Foxtrot. The full story can be read online at mashable.com. But in short, it tells of a group of research students from the University of Texas recently setting themselves a challenge to experiment with GPS signals. Their unique and courageous task was to attempt to hijack an $80 million yacht using false GPS signals. And they succeeded. They developed a GPS spoofing device that created false civil GPS signals to gain control of the vessel's GPS receivers and autopilot system. The team conducted the experiment using an $80 million private yacht sailing in international waters off the southern coast of Italy. A student attacker commanded the spoofing system, sent faint civil GPS signals towards the ship's GPS antennas. These spoofing signals were increased to the point that they were stronger than the legitimate satellite signals, and this way the attacker could slowly take control of the ship's navigation system remotely. The research team took control of the ship without alarm, changed its course, revealing vulnerabilities with the system. It is comforting to know that this was simply an experiment. The yacht's crew knew about the mission, but it uncovered the potential of spoofing, which the university says must be addressed. From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV. Northwest Tasmanian ATV Group. Yes, the next general meeting of the club is scheduled for Saturday the 10th of August. The venue will be the home of Tony, VK7AX, 5 Cobon Crescent in Alveston, and as usual, an open invitation is extended to all to attend. ATV QSO Party this month. Another digital amateur television QSO party will be held through the Melbourne Geelong repeater VK3RTV plus other Australian and US repeaters via the British Amateur Television Club streaming and Skype. The concept, initiated by Peter Cossons VK3BFG for the Amateur Radio Victoria Centenary in 2011, has been a growing annual event ever since. This year's date is Friday the 20th to Saturday the 31st of August and a contributor is expected to be Melbourne's Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club who acknowledge that their digital television project is funded through the WIA Club Grant Scheme. The digital ATV QSO party transmissions are relatively short, often in a show-and-tell format to explain personal involvement in the visual medium. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Free ham radio satellite tracking app. Tom Doyle, W9KE, has released a free satellite tracking app, Satellite Explorer Pro, for the iPhone, iPad and iPod Touch. 
The app can be downloaded from the iTunes Store. Strand 1 heard after 113 days of silence. The spacecraft has been silent since March the 31st, so this really is good news. Project leader Dr Chris Bridges would be really pleased to receive any and all reports from amateurs around the world. Strand 1 transmits on a frequency of 437.568 MHz. Worldwide special interest groups, Internet, the Hams Domain. Sked Group on Facebook. A new group has been formed on Facebook for amateurs wishing to schedule contacts with other amateurs. So if you need a particular contact for an award or just a chat, then go to facebook.com slash groups slash hamsked. Worldwide Special Interest Groups ILLW. The Hellenic Radio Association of Australia will be participating in the upcoming Lighthouse Weekend on the 17th and 18th of August, also competing at the Remembrance Day Contest with Club Call of VK2CL. They invite all hams to visit on the day and even help out with the event. So where will they be? The Hellenic Radio Association of Australia will be at the Nobby's Head Lighthouse in Newcastle, VK2. Now with news from the Radio Amateur Old Timers Club, it's to Perth. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey. Have you ever wondered what it must have been like to crew an open cockpit, fairy swordfish torpedo-carrying biplane from a tiny merchant aircraft carrier in the middle of the Atlantic during World War II? Well, you can get some idea by listening to the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's Bulletin, scheduled for broadcast tomorrow, Monday, August the 5th. The RAOTC Bulletin is transmitted throughout the day, at various times and on various frequencies, but the principal HF transmissions are on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband. The first is at 0100 UTC, beamed north from Melbourne for Eastern States listeners, while the second is an hour later at 0200 UTC, beamed westward for WA listeners. Also at 0200 UTC, Chris VK6JI will be transmitting from Perth on 40 metres on 7060 kHz lower sideband, mainly for listeners outside WA's linked repeaters area of coverage, but this transmission could also be heard in South Australia too. To find a local HF, VHF or UHF transmission for your area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au. Once again, that's www.raotc.org.au. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is cordially invited to listen to this interesting half-hour bulletin and to call back afterwards. So, once again, the RAOTC monthly bulletin can be heard tomorrow, Monday, August the 5th. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. From the west to the east, and last week we heard that great interview on how well the SOTA organisation has been looking after VK. That interview by Ed, VK2JI and Andy, MM0FMF. This week, Andrew Davis, VK1DA slash VK2UH, joins us with more news on the SOTA award program, which is continuing to generate real interest and activity on the amateur bands here in Australia. How does SOTA work? 
Activators have to enter the top 25 metres of the summit using non-motorised means. That usually means walking on foot, but it can also be done riding a bicycle or an animal. They also have to carry all their equipment, including their radio transceivers, power supply and antenna, then get on the air and make at least four contacts from the summit to qualify for the points for that summit. Their power supply may not be a fuel-based generator. Batteries and solar are the recommended power sources. Summits are given points values ranging from 1 to 10. Awards are available for activators and chasers. Activators scoring 1,000 points qualify for the Mountain Goat Award. Chasers scoring 1,000 get the Shack Sloth Award. There are certificates for reaching intermediate goals such as 250 and 500 points too. What if you don't want to walk up hills? Those portable stations on hills need to contact someone and that could be you. In soda parlance, if you are not on a summit as an activator, you are a chaser. Simply exchange signal reports with an activator and you've made a valid SOTA contact. You can log it on the SOTA data website. No QSLs are required. 73 from Andrew, VK1DA, VK2UH. Well, there we be, another action-packed edition of WIA National News. For the social scene this week, we're going to direct you to read it, the text edition on wia.org.au. And until next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe this has been the WIA National News Service Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates We'd appreciate you checking in VK1WIA We've reported, you decide